Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Monsters Podcast. Another week, another episode. Chris Krogman, Lucas Berry, Joe Gaither, all hanging out with you guys on the Believe in Monsters podcast tonight. You can follow us on the Twitter machine at BIM underscore pod. Follow us on the YouTube at Believe in Monsters podcast. And we appreciate you guys for jumping in and joining us. We're going to have a fun episode tonight. Uh, hopefully uh, you find it fun and interesting, informative. Lots of things to talk about. Thanks to Lucas Berry and Chris Krogman putting together a great show itinerary for us tonight. We're going to have a lot of fun as I know a lot of people are thinking about NFC and AFC conference championships but we are already into the offseason with our chicago bears we're going to talk about uh matt eberflus how the first year went ryan pole's second offseason on deck see what we're going to do with all our draft picks and all our money but before we do any of that lucas berry how's life been treating you man dude yeah i feel like just last week we were uh it feels like just just yesterday we were talking to stephen burton so time has been flying this offseason Already we're in the, the conference championship week. Uh, we saw the Bengals take down the Bills. We saw the 49ers take down the Cowboys. We saw the Eagles advance. A uh, good week of football. A great week of football coming up. So things are great on my end. Uh, went on a little work trip at the end of last week. <clears throat> I got sent to an island, which is interesting. It was almost like a, a vacation work trip. But uh, Chris, how you doing, man? Wonderful. Uh yeah week's going well so far we are getting towards the end of january and like you said lucas we had some pretty good football over the weekend uh bills go down which was kind of surprising uh and not not just by like a little bit they they pretty much got housed uh so i was just thinking when you were saying that lucas like what do the bears need to do to get on that level and when you, yeah, yeah, that's a, it's a laugher. Uh, when you think about the real strength of the Bengals, it was, it was all the weapons, right? It was Higgins and Chase, uh, Mixon, and and even Hurst, even Hur- Hurst with yeah. a great athletic play uh, to get a first down. And then their defense showed up pretty well. Uh, their secondary covered. Diggs and company very well. Uh, defensive line was getting pressure on Allen most of the day. So Dude, their their front seven sick. It's it's very underrated. I agree. Opinion. I agree for but, sure. I mean, uh, to your point, the Bengals were they picked first with Joe Burrow what four years ago, and now they made back to back AFC or yeah, four, yeah. probably four years ago now. Now they yeah. made back to back AFC championships. So. Hopefully we have our quarterback, and uh, I mean, what what was Zach Taylor in his first two years there? He was horrible, wasn't he? They, 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 you know what's funny is I saw a Bengals fan on I think TikTok talking about like he was proposing to some British woman, uh, like a princess or something, and he's like, "You can come and live with me in Cincinnati. We have the Bengals." <laughs> And, you know, they're really good. We have Joe Burrow and we have Jamar Chase, but we have this knucklehead head catch. And he was just railing on Zach Taylor. And this was, I think, after the Super Bowl last year. And I'm like, you guys were not like there. You weren't expected to be there. And I, I get like once you're there, you're kind of like. We're good enough to be here. But at the same time, I think you have to appreciate what you have you know i know we all make fun of the packers for all their playoff failures but good golly i wouldn't mind having aaron Rodgers and a whole bunch of playoff wins or playoff appearances at least so uh yeah chill out Bengals fans you're you're good really good uh zach taylor six twenty five and one in his first two seasons wow wow Wait, what oh yeah that makes sense i was like that's too many games and then i'm like that's spot on <laughs> so six twenty-five and one. 
So basically, they got Burrow, and then the year after they drafted Chase, right when they were picking top five again. Uh-huh. Well, they got Burrow, his, and he got hurt his rookie year, right? He was out right. for either most of it or all of it. And then, so then they were drafted top five again, and they took Chase, and then they went to the, the, the playoffs and the AFC Championship game and the Super Bowl. Yeah. So, well, considering the Bears already have the quarterback, we hope, we think. Hopefully, we this will be the one year we're picking in the top five, and never again for the foreseeable future it would be nice. Yeah, but there's no Jamar Chase in this draft, and we do not have T. Higgins and uh, the other wide receiver, uh, Tyler Boyd. Or we can get T. Higgins, can't we? Ooh. I mean, we can get us a T. Higgins. That is, that has been a, a a thing that has been floated out there. And I I am very much one of the ones that floated it out there, but I don't know if I don't know how feasible that is. I mean, he does still have a year left on his contract. They could tag him. You know, they're gonna have to extend Joe Cool. Uh, Jamar will be coming up. They're probably gonna have. So I mean, they they might lose a, a T Higgins. So Burrow uh, is gonna be, I guess one of the first guys to get this mega extension in this new era. Like, what do you think he's going to make per year? 50? Like, are we at the point where the quarterback's going to be making 50 million a year? Because You know what I mean? Like, he's next up to get the big extension. And you can't really base it on what we've seen before, considering how much the cap is going to spike. And all that from the COVID year, so... I don't know, man. He might be making 50 a year, and that's where where you're like, okay, if that's the case, then yeah, they might have to get rid of a T. Higgins. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's completely uh, it's completely possible. I wanna look up wanna look up so Rogers cap number is thirty one against a 240 wait two oh jesus why do they gotta make math why you gotta make me math i just want what i want to figure out essentially is like what the percentage of cap that rogers takes up hello oh there it is yeah so it's 31 623 570 divided by is it like a quarter? That's only like 15%. That's still... 15% is a lot. It is, and that's just his cap number. That's not like... This oh, I mean, 51 I... other guys, too. Anyway. So, Joe, how are you, sir? Oh, well, I'm doing good. We're uh putting football to bed in tuscaloosa and really turning it over on the basketball so uh getting ready for the nfl draft i mean that's the biggest thing for 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 us is uh seeing where some of these bama guys are going to go and obviously for the three of us maybe we'll select one maybe not but uh seeing who our bears will be selecting that's really where 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 my focus is turning it over into basketball season and and getting this off season really rolling and and getting some of these changes really uh implemented so that so that our bears so that i can have some hope for the 2023 chicago bears season i lost the hope this past year pretty pretty quickly (laughs) yeah it didn't take long uh so lucas Put together a little bit of an agenda today. Now we got the uh, the folks all warmed up. What uh, what do you want to chat about? I want to chat about. about oh, go you got it, Joe. You got it. You got it. I, I think Chris, you brought up a great question while we were waiting on Lucas Berry. Uh, we, we're talking about the, the first year uh, for Matty Berflus and talking about really the first year for Ryan Poles as well, uh, setting up the second year, Luke. Before you arrived, as you were working out your, out your computer, getting, getting set up, Chris asked me if I would have rather hired Brian Dayball or if I would rather have hired, uh, if I'd rather hired Doug Peterson or, or any, any of the Kevin Stefanski, any of the other first-year head coaches uh, that were hired in the same class, Josh McDaniels as, Matt, as Matt Eberflus. And your, your thoughts were? 
Oh no, I'm yeah. asking. I'm setting Luca. Oh, yeah, well, setting yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. There we go. Right, well, I'll, I'll go, but then I need to hear what you're thinking on this. I mean, sure. I, I'm obviously a little biased because I wanted him from the start, but after seeing what Doug Peterson did, I would love to have him here in Chicago working with Justin Fields. Then again, different situations. Brian Dayball, I know a lot more people are higher on him than I am. I don't know. Something about that Giants team is weird to me. I don't I don't think it was some kind of crazy act of coaching. I think they definitely got a little lucky. I mean, their point differential this year was not good. And they lost they won multiple games this year where they were outgained and at and out first downed and they just got some turnovers. So I'm not sure if I would hire Dayball over Eberflus. I would say probably Doug Peterson, and that's probably it. And I was impressed with Eberflus this year. I thought he did a fine job. Not impressed, but I don't nothing nothing that I'm like worried about yet. Well, we were talking before the show, and I, and, I, and I think that really it's hard to it's hard to play revisionist history. We should have hired Brian Dayball. We should have hired Doug Peterson. When you look at the Jags, I mean, Doug Peterson was very well, it was successful this year, but the Jaguars also had a ton of assets to use to help out Trevor Lawrence and kind of revamp that team, uh, and, and he used them well. And, and Dayball, he squeezed every ounce of juice out of that Giants offense. I don't really think that they have, uh, outside of one of the players we'll talk about tonight, anything that special on the offensive side of the football. Uh, so, 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 you know, if, if the question's posed to me, no, I'm pretty happy with the Eberfus hire. I don't know that you would have had much better results out of Doug Peterson or out of Brian Dable. I think that, I think that due to kind of the assets that, that Ryan Poles had to work with, you just kind of had to make the best with what you did, what you had. And, and, and Matt Eberfus, uh, even though the Bears lost a lot of games, the Bears looked ready to play in a lot of games. It really took until that third quarter where it's like, oh shit, the talent and the depth uh, has really has really started to show up here, and, and, and things started to go wrong. I don't really know that that's on Matt Eberflus's plate. So you know, hindsight being twenty twenty, considering all the assets that we had versus assets that these other organizations and franchises had, I'm pretty happy with the, with the hire. Yeah, I agree. I think uh, the the biggest things that I was impressed with that I told you guys throughout the season was just preparedness. Uh, there were not times coming out of the bye week where we look lost uh, or the long bye, the extended bye week. Uh, so I thought both those games, he, he had us well prepared. Uh, and then, you know, just day-to-day coaching stuff, time management, uh, timeout management, stuff like that. I thought he was fine. Challenges, things like that. We didn't have him uh, making challenges where the other team ended up getting the ball back and a touchback or whatever, uh, like John Fox did. So, And we were finally one of the least penalized teams in the league. Yeah. Which is nice yeah. after the Matt Nagy year. Disciplined. Well, we got, a, we got a special guest backstage. Might as well let him in on the convo. And see see who he would have hired. Man. Mr. Raul Bennington joining the Believe in Monsters podcast. <laughs> welcome, welcome in at black underscore 42. Raul Bennington, the floor is yours. What an honor it is for us to have you here. Oh, man, it's no honor. I'm just here to talk a bunch of trash. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on, uh, guys? Chilling, chilling. Uh, so you are the voice of the people. Yes, yes. Uh, yes. Not, you know, most people, but some people, I imagine, some people. agree with you. And you uh, guys are lucky. I even wore my Bears paraphernalia. Well, there you go. Means, which just means I'm either going to, to the gym or getting out of the gym. Why are you coming or going? Exactly. Actually, I'm, I'm going. All right, all right. Uh, well, we won't keep you from your workout too too long, Raul. Uh, we did want to have you on, uh, as you are, in my opinion, one of the f- funnest Bears fans out there. A uh, lot of lot of good takes, a lot of uh, you know strong takes. You're very convicted in what you have to say, uh, which uh, which I appreciate. You know, there's a lot of wavering that goes on in, on Bears Twitter, and uh, people kind of go with the crowd. Uh, you always stand out as someone with their uh, you know, distinct opinion. So, uh, yeah. How do you, Raul, feel like, you know, Poles' first season as a GM went in terms of, you know, how he handled free agency, the draft, 
uh, in-season kind of additions and uh, and hiring Eberflus as compared to you know some of these other first-year head coaches. So first, I want to thank y'all for have, having me on. I really appreciate y'all. Um, I would say for polls, I I'm really down on polls. I, I and I know you're gonna be, people are gonna be like, oh, he's all negative. But if you just look at some of the moves that he's made, and it's only year one, right? And that's cool. It's year year one. So with it being year one, you kind of learn from your mistake. But everything from you know. Um, uh, what was his name? Our, our right guards situation back in camp to the Roquan situation for me, passing on Pickens, which was a clear, you know, a clear pick, and not having enough around Fields to assess if Fields was the guy, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we put Fields in a position where it was almost lose lose unless he was Superman, and he showed us that he was Superman. Right. Mm -hmm. He didn't put enough out there for us to get a real uh, gauge or real understanding on on what we had. So I think it was extremely poor. And then he went into the season because of the Pickens uh, flop. What he did next was he overpaid for the person that Pickens took over his job. Right. I can't think of one trade that he's made that he's won. That's just me. Right. And I'm not saying, you know, Barry, the, the, the guy, because it's year one. Folks, you know, folks learn from their mistakes. I just hope that he doesn't double down on the things that he did. I'm really low on polls. I'm really kind of I'm kind of low on his on his player projection as well. You know, like the, mm-hmm. his 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 talent acquisition. I'm not seeing like the guys that you're just like, okay, I know this, this guy is, is going to be a star. I know this guy's going to be on the team for 10 years. I get it. Braxton Jones, I get the two DBs that we have. They're all good pieces. I get that. But as a whole, as far as free agency and draft, he's not even batting 20, 30%. Right? And I get it. Last year was to clear house, and now we have to see if he can build. But I'm not seeing that talent evaluator. And I actually think that dare I say, Pace was a better talent evaluator thus far than what Poles is. Now, Eberflus, I, I get it. He didn't have a lot in the cupboard. His team played hard. They played hard. They played discipline. Like y'all said, few turnovers. But as a defensive coordinator, even if you don't have the pieces, your scheme should fit the pieces that you have. And I don't mm-hmm. think that we actually played a scheme that fit the pieces that we had. He didn't really make the most out of it. And I expect more from a D coordinator, right? The defense was, was boo-boo. It was terrible, right? It was absolutely terrible. And I don't think that he did anything to kind of slow anything down. We were just getting mauled all over, right? Mm -hmm. So as a D coordinator, that's, that's your side of the ball. You take pride fighting it. If we, if we look at Love Evie Smith's first year or John Fox's first year, the defenses had nothing on them. But they played hard, and they weren't the worst in the, the league. You still saw that promise. Going into next year, we don't see any promise from that defense. Hmm. You can't tell me there's promise from that big defense. The DBs, I think, are going to be good. They're going to be average. Everything else is just a wait and see. Yeah, that front seven's tough to watch. Um, Miserable. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, they did find uh, – oh, man, what's the linebacker's name now? Sanborn, Jack yeah. Sanborn, Jack Sanborn. And, and that's another thing that gets to me. That's another thing that get, gets to me. Okay, you can agree. Okay, I don't agree about letting go. I mean, trading Roquan, Roquan, right? Right. But even in preseason, a lot of us said we want to see Sanborn at the at the Sam backer, yeah. right? Because Roquan's whole game is to get sideline to sideline downhill. He can't be touched. Sanborn is is a sledgehammer. Why would you right. not put him next to Roquan, right? Let him be the one that absorbs the blocks as the Mike linebacker because Morrow can't do it either and let Roquan roam around. Like, a lot of people suggested this. If nothing else, play Sanborn at the Sam, right? Well, that's, or, that, that's because Bears Twitter is, is smarter than, you know, the coaches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of the time. Yeah. A lot of the time. Yeah. A lot of it. Uh no, we did all we did all kind of, you know, let's see what we have at least, right? I mean, we we didn't we haven't had a, a thumper since like 
Kwiatkowski essentially uh, mm-hmm. to be that that kind of that kind of Sam that kind of get off the blocks type linebacker and stuff the run uh, like you said. But I, the system also doesn't really fit Roquan because he's not you know there's not defensive linemen taking up blocks and eating up space. It's more like a gap defense and. You know, guards and everybody were getting down, getting downhill to uh, to Roquan uh, early in the season. So he uh, he was the only one out there. So I mean, of course they're going to key on him and block him, but it is what it is. That's that's you know that's gone. Um, you know, Eberflus, I, I liked him as a first year head coach. I didn't think it was an absolute disaster, uh, which is good. I think there's building blocks, uh, poles. I think is a, is a TBD kind of like you said, Raul. So. Um, yeah, uh, Lucas, Joe, what do you guys got for Raul? I'll go. I'll go ahead. Uh, Raul, you, you opened up basically um, lamenting over passing on George Pickens, and I think that's a common. I think I think that's a common thing for a lot a lot of Bears fans. We didn't have enough guys out there to win one on ones or or to you know help Justin Fields at all. But I'll, I'll ask you with that pick. Uh, Ryan Polish used it on Kyler Gordon. It took me about six or seven weeks of, oh, my God, Kyler Gordon, what the hell are you doing out there for me to start to see something out of him? What did you see out of Kyler Gordon? And, yes, we we, we don't have George Pickens, but we did get a, a pretty decent little corner uh, out of the draft pick. What did you think about his, his rookie season? So, Gordon, I liked coming out of Washington. Cornerback is the hardest position to play on the field. I don't care what 100%. nobody says, quarterback, 100%. whatever. I don't care. Cornerback is the hardest position to play. And if you're playing inside nickel, it's the hardest. But like, you have, no, you have no outside leverage as far as the sidelines. Side you have no nothing there. So I expected him to struggle. Every cornerback struggles, right? It takes year three for you to actually start understanding, you know, concepts, start understanding what receivers and quarterbacks are trying to do while learning the philosophy of your defense as well. It takes a while. So I expected him to struggle, especially when no pass rush. Like, I expected all of them to struggle. I think Gordon is, is, is good where he's at. There, of course, there needs to be a lot of improvement. But, like, we saw the final, like, six to eight games, he actually started showing a lot of life. He, he started recognizing different, you know, coverage matches. He started recognizing different routes, right, and started seeing more what these teams were trying to do. He's going to struggle next year. It, it happens, but I don't think we can dis- discard Gordon yet. I like Gordon. Actually, I like Gordon more than I like Br- Brisker. Honestly, last year's last year's corner class was one of the deepest I remember in a long time. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, it, in some other classes, I mean, Gordon would probably potentially be a first-round pick this year in a class that has a bunch of guys jumbled up, and it's just pick your poison whenever you prefer, yep. so... I don't know. I definitely see the uh, the athleticism. Gordon Gordon showed a lot of athleticism at the end of last year. I said, okay, yeah, maybe he could be a, a solid piece for this defense. But um, the Bears have the number one pick. You know, they were the worst team in the league last year, and a lot of Bears fans at the beginning of the year, um, you know, myself included, sometimes just thought there was no no possible way unless Fields was just absolutely horrible they'd be in this position. But here we are. We have the most most cap in the league. Um, how do you want the Bears to to go through this offseason? And is there any pieces out there in free agency, you know, off the top of your head that you want to say, oh, we need that guy to make us better? So I, I've been kind of vocal on this, and I would outline my entire um, um, free agency plan to, to you guys if, if you want. I think day one, if, if the good Lord allows, uh, you make – Deron Payne, the highest paid defensive line, uh, interior defensive lineman in the NFL. Amen. I think we're with you. you. Amen. Pay. You you got to pay to play, right? You got to pay to play. All right. It's just we're, like can I stop Vegas. you right there? Go ahead. Go ahead. It, go ahead. What are the chances Washington lets him go? Do I think, you think? So, I think those chances might be. I think it's probably forty five percent they let him go. Right. Because he's twenty six. I mean, he's yeah. he's yeah. he's yeah. prime for the picking right there. I mean, that's so, that's crazy. The thing that Washington has to decide is, you know, do we bring back Chase, right? Because Chase is about to go on that fifth-year contract. Do we bring him back or do we bring back Payne? So that's why I think it's 45. They can always cut Carson Wentz, but eventually you can't pay four D linemen that much money. It's just not 
smart football, right? So I I personally think it's forty five percent chance that they let him go and then they try to re-sign him. That's just my opinion, right? But with that said, I mean, you know, you 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 start off with pain and you build the rest of your team and your the rest of your offseason around that specific piece. So if you get pain, this is my idea. If you get pain, I'm also signing Davenport, right? Davenport is somebody that doesn't have the stats. He does not have the sacks, but what he does is he has a lot of pressures. He gets there, he's more like a like a bigger Leonard Floyd. He great uh, um as far as against the run, right? He gets pressures, but he just does not get those sacks, right? And then I would get Justin Houston. Justin Houston is he's played in this system B before. He's 33, but he still can move. He had nine and a half sacks last year, right? And then from there, um, I'm just talking on the defensive side of the side of the ball. I go into the draft. The prime uh, trade partner would be the, the Colts. You get down to number four. Once you once you're down to number four, now you have your pick as far as Carter or Anderson. Right, so if you get Anderson, you have a three-four man rotation with Davenport, Gibson, Houston, and Anderson. You have uh, Houston that can teach Anderson a couple of things. But now it gets really, really sexy if you get Carter and Payne in the interior. Right, that gets a little bit frightening, a little bit sexy. Right, so at that point, you know, you can now, you know, find your linebackers still, and your DBs are okay. Now, on the offensive side of the ball, of course, we need we need the O-line. I would love, what's his name? Uh, uh, is it Ben Jones from Tennessee? Mm-hmm. Went to Charlotte. I love them coming out. I would love to plug him in at left guard. Um, somebody like, what's his name? Uh, Pontiac from Cleveland at center. That's great. I would love that. I don't love McGlitchy, but it's okay. Uh, Taylor Lawani might get cut because the Titans are in cap hell. They're an absolute cap hell. So if he gets cut, I would take a shot at him at right tackle, right? And then yeah, that's interesting. The, yeah, the the Titans are an absolute cap hell. But and then the wide receivers, the wide receivers that I, the wide receiver that I love the most out of all of them is Deontay Hardy. Played for the Saints. The guy was coming on last year and then he got injured. Deep threat, uh, short and 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 deep. Uh, b- a ball guy that you know can pr- provide a lot of value and then in the draft um yeah pause i'm sorry i apologize <laughs> and then in the draft uh well, I, i'm in love with gibbs i am absolutely in love with gibbs i think gibbs is the second coming not exactly don't don't quote me exactly but cj2k i think what you do with gibbs is him and fields in that backfield defenses have to make a choice already defenses can't crash down on fields right and you got somebody that's a potential four three flat guy with ridiculous balance it could be house music every single time he or field touches that rock and then if i do have this trade with the colts i know i'm, I'm long with it i'll i'll wrap that up in a second if i have this trade with the colts and i can get this second round pick next year second and like some uh a third i'm taking one of those thirds right or a third and a fourth and i'm trading uh from 55 higher in the second round and i'm taking uh jsn mm. i'm going for it right get get into the 40s right and take jsn right i there, think you get it a, true i huh? think it's too good to be true you think well, jsn makes it to the second i think he does the reason the reason why i think jjsn makes it to, to the second is because uh it is rare that nfl scouts break their mold one of the things is the barometer for a wide receiver is a four five two right i don't think jsn breaks a four five two but what i do think is jjsn's lateral uh, uh, ability is out of this world i think he's gonna be uh he's probably gonna jump 36 and higher mm. but i don't think he's gonna get that 40 that's gonna be under the four five two and he's already not people, big exactly if we look at people like keenan allen keenan allen had i think it was a, a four five six but his movement drills were out of this world uh, what's my man's name from la oh god what's his name cooper cup 
Cooper Cup, another person, right? Uh, Anquan Bolden is not the same. Anquan was was slow as dirt. But those type of players <laughs> tend to fall, right? And JSN, even though we know he's good, there's also a question about him not playing last year. So I think that he could be in the second round. Don't get it twisted. I think that JSN is it, it, going to be a top 10, you know, wideout. But I think that he slips into the second round. And those would be – that would be my key – off-season, you know, uh, uh, gets. And if you feel as your team is ready, you know, hit up L.A. Ask him what Jalen Ramsey is hitting for. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. You have the this cap. Is, yeah, this is, this is like like Lucas said, kind of a – it's an oddball corner class, but it's, it's fairly top-end. I think uh, I've seen, like, up to – five or seven guys could go in the top 75 so it's a uh, it could be a, a that way to go but raul i want to i want to touch on this because you know this is one of uh you and i's favorite uh you know debates is <clears throat> kind of running back and the importance of the position uh you you tucked touched on uh your man from alabama um as far as like free agency would you spend that money on like a saquon barkley or uh, you know, go a little bit lower with a Josh Jacobs or what, what's your kind of philosophy on, uh, you know, spending that money versus spending that, that cap or spending that draft capital. If I had to, to pick, I would choose the, the draft cap capital, but I'm not going to sit up here and not lie and lie. Like I don't, I wouldn't love Jacobs or Saquon. I think both of them would be difference makers with Fields. Fields is a cheat code. Like I, I, I don't, I don't know how to, else to explain it. You're really playing against like, like eight men when you're facing Fields <laughs> in the run because it's like your your ends can't crash. They can't come downhill. They have to wait, right? So the 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 reads, it's just it's just easy, right? So, but I think Saquon would be a good get. It's like, it's almost like man how much wear and tear does he have already? You know, he's already, he, he, he's coming off of that ACL. I love the guy. He's coming off the ACL, but you spending 16 million on it. Right. I, right. I, I don't, you, you have the money, but it's just smart money. Now, if, if I had to pick, you know, Saquon for uh 16 mil or Gibbs for in the second round, easy Gibbs, right. easy. Right, and this this draft class is deep at running back, super yeah, deep. You know, but if I, I'm I'm all about the difference makers. Like, don't don't just draft for position need and versatility. Draft the position makers because you don't have enough blue chip chippers on this team. You have one blue chipper on the entire team, and that's Fields. Nobody else. Yeah, no, it's 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 a good argument. It's a good conversation piece for Bears Twitter this offseason. Uh, depending on you know what contracts are looking like, I don't love Saquon at sixteen million. I think that that's uh, kind of like you said, uh, dumb money. Um, but it, it, I don't know. I mean, he he'd be fun. It'd be fun with him and and Fields in the backfield. But I'd be weary, uh, you know, dropping that much money on a. Uh, uh, what 26 27 year old running back with uh previous uh-huh. injury histories to you know an important body part you know so uh josh jacobs is a guy i really like in free agency i thought he had a hell of a season i think he fits this uh scheme well he also catches out of the backfield uh, i think he and herbert would look really good together so if he's you know uh walmart version of saquon and you get him for a little bit less i would be very open to that but uh i'm also very open to gibbs in the second that's a that's a that's a you know that's a sexy pick uh depending you know if so if you're looking at you know gibbs or your you know kind of your trade-up plan if you have those those resources from the colts would you prefer gibbs or jsn oh my god Oh man, that's a tough one. Oh God, I, I right now I'm leaning Gibbs because of the fact of I think he makes the biggest immediate impact on fields, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and okay. and what he does you can't really find like, it, I, and I not love JSN like I, he's one of my favorite prospects in this draft period like I love JSN but if you're just looking at it Gibbs ability to hit the deep 
the deep ball, like to, to just hit the big play, is just it's a cheat code with Fields. I mean, Im- imagine CJ two K with Michael Kovic. Like you, you don't want to face that. That's just that, that's no. literally. It's like what what do you do? As a defense, what do you do? You don't have enough people that are fast enough to keep up with that type type of speed. And Poles did say one thing. Floss and Poles did say one thing. They want to get fast. Right? Mm-hmm. They want to get fast. They want to get downhill. They want to out, out athletic every other team. That's how you do it. Yeah, man. With Jameer Gibbs, he also gives you a really high upside in the passing game. So you can you, – I mean, you, you obviously have him out of the backfield – my biggest thing with him is you take him in the second round. You you you've seen uh, Montgomery was our best uh, best pass protector. Khalil Herbert struggled in pass protection, and Gibbs struggled this past year in pass protection. I guess that's like a small thing to complain about. That's like what yeah. the, the caveman brain complains about. Uh, but but he but he, I think he I would I think Gibbs is like the uh, Tariq Cohen, but actually a real running back size, a real running yeah. back. <laughs> like he can, he can give you that same speed burst and agility, but he's and everything out of the passing game. But he actually uh, looks like a running back. Yeah, Joe, Joe, you're you're a Bama fan, right? Oh yeah. The one thing you hear all the time is Gibbs was the fastest person at Alabama. Yes. And being the fastest person at Alabama is some ridiculous stuff to even say because they get nothing but a, nothing but the top end human beings God has made. <laughs> you feel me? In the last Absolutely. in the last twenty years, Al- Alabama gets the top end human beings that God God has made. So to be that fast, it says something. And like you said, out of the backfield or Alabama split him out out wide as well. You know, and if you have that much speed on the field, if teams want to if teams want to blitz and and Fields' ability to get out, I mean, dog, you're going to get ripped to, to shreds. You know, because at, at some point, you're putting a linebacker one-on-one versus somebody that runs routes like a wide receiver and runs a 4-3-40. It's not fair. Roe, your out, off-season outline to, to, to me sounds like a, a Madden fever dream, adding, this, adding these players on defense, adding those players on offense, drafting all, all, the, all the right guys. What's the uh, – I mean, your outline sounds awesome. With that being said, what's the, real, what's the possibility of any of it coming true or, or what's the percentage of, uh, of your outline that you think is remotely possible? I think I think the only one that's not possible is um, what's his name getting tagged, uh, Payne getting tagged. I think I think uh, I think I think outside of that, I think everything else is absolutely possible. I mean, the Bears have money to spend, and they have they have to hit 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 the floor, you know. So go all out. Why not? We we've seen the the worst of first, and then you like I keep saying you have a blue chip guy. And you have a difference maker in in field. Go all out. I think it's more than realistic. I think if you want to get funky as a GM, you could flip this whole entire division on his head in one year. Absolutely. I mean, you saw the, the Vikings won this division, and they were a bad football team. I mean, yeah. may, 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 maybe people say, oh, they're, they're not a bad. No, they were a bad football team to me. They had a lot of flaws. And this division, I mean, as much as we like to say black and blue division were the best, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, this division was pretty bad this past year. Yeah. You, 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 you execute at 50, 60% of the plan that you just laid out, and you're putting a, t- a team on the field that, uh, that, that can make noise and maybe win the division. Yeah, and 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 then there 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 are some also low key acquisitions that you can make like Okoro at linebacker. You know, you if you want to get Cam Sutton, um, what's my man's name out of Arizona? He played for Washington. Um, the the, the other DB. Um, there's so many other smaller, you know, um, smaller uh, pieces that you can get. Right? If if pain doesn't work, you can also go after Hargraves for a short term contract. Right. If that doesn't work, uh, uh, what's his name? Dreamont, Dreamont out Jones. of Denver. Yeah, Dreamont Jones out of Denver. He is a pressure guy. You feel me? He does. He's not as good against the run, but somebody like that, and then you can pair him up with Carter, still works. It's still a dangerous combo. So it's just I believe in punching teams in the mouth and, and adding to a, uh, 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 to a, a strength. 
if you get pain, that's a strength. What I want at that point is to add to that strength by adding Carter. They got to fix these lines, that's for sure. Yep. You can do it in a year. I mean, people, I, I, I see it all the time on Twitter. Oh, you know, hold your horses. This, that, and the other. Why? Why? Your, your job as a GM is to come in there and win games year in and year out. There is no, you know, let's be patient. Patient for what? You have a difference maker in a quarterback that not, not too many teams have. You, you, you don't have time to wait and see. Strike the iron while it's hot. Amen. Uh, Raul, I, you know, you talked about a lot of, you know, the Justin Fields being a cheat code, a lot of weapons to add in. Uh, I want to get your take on one more, you know, kind of co- Chris, I think you muted yourself, sir. <laughs> Thought it was me. No, no. I think his icon says he was muted. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Oh, no. Oh. oh, he's frozen in time. There he is. Yeah, my computer's freaking out right now. Uh, yeah, Lou Getze, Raul. What was your mm-hmm. what was your thoughts on him? Um, a mastermind in the run game needs uh he needs a strong pass game coordinator. I think that his past concepts, I get it. He didn't have the dogs. But I, I wasn't really blown blown away by, you know, his route concepts. Um, I'm I'm willing to give Getsy a chance. I, I think that if I had to grade him, it was probably with what he had, maybe a B, you know, maybe yeah, a B minus or a B. But I think that there needs to be some sort of marrying as to what Fields is good at and what and what his 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 route trees were. Because I don't think there was any uh, route or route trees or combinations that you're just like. Man, this is some innovative stuff. Mm. Plus, who can we say he really developed? Comet, cool maybe? Comet. Yeah. Yeah, okay. That's, sure. That's about, that's all, that's about all I got. Yeah. Yeah. He's not trash. trash. Come on. You're kidding me. Trash. I mean, for what he is, he's fine. Uh, yeah, exactly. He's not, exactly. He's not Travis Kelsey, but he's the fuck. Why isn't he Travis Kelsey? We need he's him to be not, Kelsey. He's a, he's, a, he's not. He's not that guy. Why not? Yeah. Because he wasn't. God didn't build him that way. That's why. Um, exactly. Another free agent, free agent I would love to see too is uh, Irv Smith. Ah, yeah. We are definitely on the same page there. Well, yeah. right. Well, I was. I was gonna say, man, this is a good class for tight ends. This might be a year where you can take a flyer in the fourth or fifth round. This, this class is deep at tight end. I mean, yeah, there's a ton absolutely. of guys. So Absolutely. I would not, I would not mind the Bears going for a tight end in the. We just need Michael Mayer to pick number seven. Well, I guess Raul, my yeah. question for you is: we heard, we heard your outline for the off season, and we talked about Gibbs versus JSN. I mean, how do you fix this wide receiver room? Or is, it is what it is. I mean, this year's wide receiver class, like Jacoby Myers, Alan Lazard, basically no. the same kind of guys we have. Like, it's not yeah. doing much for the team. And the draft doesn't have that top end guy. I mean, you're it's again deeper in the second, third rounds. You might be, you know, nice role players, but maybe not the superstar we've seen in years past. So I mean, how how do you fix this wide receiver room this year? We go into we go into our time machine and we, we take George Pickens. I'm I'm joking, I'm joking. All right. So I think I think that there are there are uh different They have to draft ways. someone, right? Yeah, yeah, they have to. I don't think that you could really go into early. They have to draft someone early. Yep, yep. Uh, because I'm, there's nobody in free agency. Uh, I, I've had a conversation about uh, what's his name, Slant Boy, uh, getting re- Michael released. Thomas. No. Michael Thomas, and I, I'm, I'm just not a fan. But mm-hmm. What I wanted all along, and I'll tell you my my idea. My idea was to trade for Mike Evans. I thought mm-hmm. that was golden, but you kind of cancel that out now because of Claypool. But I thought you could get Mike Evans for maybe, you know, a fourth, fifth round pick, right? That, that was my idea because Tampa Bay is in cap hell as, as well, and we all knew they were going to be. But now it's like free agency is just, I don't, I, outside of Deontay Hardy, there's nobody that I love or like. So I would, I would ask somebody like Deontay Hardy. Um, I would even look into, what's his name? Um, 
uh, buddy that went to NIU plays for the Giants. What's his name? Oh, what's his name? Darn it, what's his name? He used to play for, for the Lions. Somebody like oh, that. Galladay? Galladay. If they release Galladay, you know, maybe a fifth round, you know. I feel I'll like he's like the same type out. of receiver we have on our roster. Mm-hmm. But I'm thinking of him as a fourth, fifth type guy. He's oh, yeah, no, so I know. I just mean like he gives you effort blocking. He just seems like a lot of the other guys we have that do all that shit. Yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> he drops yep. A I, agree. Too. I agree. Um, one name that people are bringing up in, in possible trade scenarios since he brought up Mike Evans is uh, DeAndre Hopkins, uh, who Joe and I have, have had a, a back and forth about. Um, I'm not completely against it other than he's, you know, 30, 31 or whatever. Uh, if you want to give him away, you know, for a, a fifth, I, I would consider it. What is, uh, what's your take on Hopkins? I've loved Hopkins since Clemson, but I think it's a bad move. I, mm-hmm. I just think it's a bad move because what are you really doing? It's not like somebody that really meshes with, you know, uh, field style of play. Fields like yep. cats that are, uh, obviously get, you know, um, separate. On top of that, you had your chance at the free agency trade and you chose Claypool. So you can't really double down on that, right? And then you're going to pay Hopkins, what, 20 mil? Like, for what? It, it, 30, he's, he's about to be, what, 33? It, it's not really kind to wide receivers. No, no. You know, I was, so I, yeah, I'm with you, man. I'm with you. Yeah, I'm not, I'm, not really, I'm not really too happy about that. I know people say it, but I don't see it as a, as a realistic possibility. But that's why I say, like, uh, Mike Evans isn't a realistic possibility any, anymore because of Claypool. Claypool kind of nixed all that. Well, with, with, with that being the framework, do we, do you believe in Claypool's ability to emerge and be a piece in this offense? Because I mean, you traded midseason and he turned out to be nothing. You kind of watched those last few games. What do you think about his prospects for twenty twenty three? I think he's who he is. I think at his ceiling, absolute absolute ceiling. And I had a conversation with people about this as well. Is is actually a frightening prospect. I think Claypool's ceiling is, is 1,200 yards, right? So 1,200 yards, and he, that's his absolute ceiling, in my opinion. Now you have to give him 20 mil. Are you willing to give Claypool 20 mil knowing that his ceiling is 1,200 yards, right? I think he's a realistically 700 to 800-yard guy, uh, like a, a mid to low-tier number two. So, I, I mean, the, 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 I, I, I said it before, even before the trade went down, I was like, I'm not giving more than the fourth by the, 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 this guy. He's just who – he is who he is, and that's what he's going to be. I mean, he's not going to transform into Brandon Marshall. He's just not that guy. He's broke my heart. I needed me another 15 out there. Yeah. <laughs> we all do. <laughs> Uh well if we wanted head cases we could have taken Pickens I mean you know I would I would love that I would love that type of head case Paul yeah I hear you no guys that fight for their teammates or fight their teammates whatever it is uh that's exactly um, it's football awesome man well Raul it's been it's been great having you on man like I like I said you're you're one of my favorite uh follows on Twitter uh follow Raul on Twitter at black underscore 42 uh hot takes on the regular also has uh you know some off the wall comments here and there you know never never Me? too brash find raul <laughs> after midnight and uh it could be fun <laughs> so uh joe lucas you guys have anything else for the voice of the people no, I'm, I, I want to echo what Chris said. I'm very thankful to have you on tonight, Raul. I know we've uh, you know we've gone back and forth on Twitter a time or two, but it was yeah. awesome having you having you uh, on the show tonight. And I really appreciate your perspective. I think you brought a lot of great things to to the table. A lot of things that we need to think about. Yep. I, hey, I want I want to thank y'all again. You all are great follows. Uh, you guys do a great show. Keep keep it up because a lot of a lot of the podcasts and people with voices on Bears Twitter just pump a lot of smoke. They want a lot of, uh, they want the clout. They don't want the actual content. And you guys are far from it. So keep it up. Keep, keep, keep being original. 
and keep doing what y'all do. Thanks for stopping by, buddy. Have a good workout. Always, man. Thank you. Thank All you, right. sir. <laughs> Take care, buddy. All right, we got the voice of the people on. Now I have to ask you guys what you're doing this offseason. Who who is your big fish that you're luring in besides doing, Deron Payne? I'm doing exactly what uh what Raul laid out for me. That's a Super Bowl roster he just put out. That's a Super Bowl Super Bears. See, Joe, in my, my opinion, though, I don't think the Bears have the luxury of taking a Gibbs in the second. No, they, they, they just don't. They, they have to fix the line, and they got to get a re- receiver. You're right. If they get a second second round pick, they have to get a receiver. I think you're right. I mean, let's 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 stick chronological. I mean, that's what I, I like to do, stick chronological, right? So free agency is gonna set up the draft. And if you put a lot of money into the offensive line in free agency, which I know there's not a ton of guys out there. Uh, Orlando Brown's been a hot topic this week on Bears Twitter, whether or not he's kind of lost it um, is not as good as he once was. I don't know if you move him back to right tackle, if he kind of goes back to that Pro Bowl form or what that you looks like. him into the I sun. Well, Chris, I, the big thing about Brown to me is even if he was a great left tackle, maybe not great, but even if he was really good, I mean – he doesn't really fit what the Bears are trying to do. He's like a big, really slow-moving, gigantic bear of a guy. So Jason Peters, and that worked out fine. Just look how slow his feet are, man. No, I hear you. I imagine you can't, you like, can't have him get like outside. Braxton, like Braxton Jones, for example. I mean, obviously Brown's probably better than Braxton Jones, but Braxton Jones in space is a hell of an athlete, hell of a run blocker. Like he's crushing dudes as a lead blocker. Brown, my biggest, my biggest uh, reason for bringing Brown up is he's, you know, the the quote unquote top left tackle out there, or top tackle out there, depending right. on who you ask. So, and I'm not advocating for signing Orlando Brown, but I'm saying if you fix the offensive line, if you do right. sign Payne on the defense line or Hargrave, uh, you know then things open up more for uh, a Gibbs in the second round, which I'm still not for, you know, I've, I've made it pretty clear where I'm at with running back uh, on this podcast in the past and, and just the investment, I guess, as it were, uh, I'd rather spend that fourth round. I like, I like Herbert. I like Herbert just fine. I think he can excel in this offense. Uh, you get a second guy in there that is a good pass blocker or brings uh you know, another dynamic to that offense. Um, you know, they, he just broke everything, though, dude. That's the problem, man. I love Tony Pollard. He'd be such I, a good fit. That'd be fine if he didn't just, like, break his leg and get a high ankle sprain or whatever. Well, maybe that's why they won't tag him. Okay. Well, anyway, I mean, <laughs> like we talked about, this, this running back class is pretty deep. Um, so... And Lucas, I'm with you, man. I'm not investing in a, in a second round running back. One free agent that we didn't talk about that I, I would look into would be Tremaine Edmonds, mm. uh, linebacker from the Bills, only 25 years old. Uh, I think he, you know, would be a, a great addition. Yeah, he was awesome this year. I mean, he was great for Buffalo. Probably definitely his best year as a pro, and he, he probably fits more of what Eberflus wants to do. Honestly, I mean, he's he's a bigger type linebacker. He's a thumper. Um, but then, no, I mean that you bring in a guy like that, your linebacker room all of a sudden is pretty solid. But then again, it's how much are you going to pay Tremaine Edmonds that you weren't going to pay Roquan basically? Yeah, I think you're probably looking at 15 to 17 for Edmonds, but maybe not. I mean, maybe it's, maybe it's, I just think, I think from what we've heard from polls, I think he's very particular about what positions he'll give money to. True. So, so to Raul's point about us maybe not getting, what he thinks is fair compensation for Roquan. I just think he was never going to pay Roquan that much money. And when you hear him talk about edge rusher, cornerback, offensive line, offensive lineman, yeah. he's definitely very prioritized on what he's looking for. So, so yeah, I mean, my, my plan is, is centers around fixing the lines on the, uh, through free agency, mostly, um, I do like McGlinchey. He had some great, you know, he had he had the play where he got chucked by Michael Parsons, but um Michael Did you guys Parsons, see Did you Michael, see the run block he had on the only touchdown they scored? Yeah, he blocked he two dudes. Mauled, mauled dudes downhill and then backstepped and took the other guy out. So Yeah, people, he's probably the best fit for this offense too. 
Yeah, so I'm, I'm, I, I would look at um, McGlinchey. Um, there's Juwan Taylor. Yeah. Juwan Taylor for of the Jags was probably top five right tackle this year, and they just paid Brandon Sheriff and um, Cam Robinson as two of the three top play, top paid players on their team last year. So they're negative twenty in the hole. I mean, they're gonna have to do some. One of their linemen is either going to have to get cut or traded or, or they'll have to let Taylor walk. So that's an interesting name. And, and this goes back to the point of what everyone said last year. Oh, my God, you're paying Christian Kirk that much money? Well, you invest that much money in Zay Jones and Christian Kirk, and you're not going to be able to keep one of the best right tackles in the league right now. So, Yeah, I mean, I'm also looking at Davenport, like uh, Raul said. Um, the Saints He's interesting. Well. Uh, Ngakwe is another name that I like um, that I think could be okay. Pass rushers. Yeah, for sure. For sure. We could, uh, we could go the Mike, uh, Mike Mayock route and go get uh, Clinton Farrell, you know, from, uh, from Clemson. He was the number four pick overall, man. He's got to be good. That was crazy when they took him that high, too. I don't think anybody <laughs> expected that. That was mad, ridiculous. This guy um, played in the national championship I, game. We, we gotta have him. I I do think the Bears need to get one of uh, Payne, Hargrave, or Draymond Jones free agency. Yeah, no, I agree. Mm-hmm. Oh, then well, even oh, then, you, you could, like Raul said, like Payne and Carter inside. That's what I was just gonna say. What it's, does a defensive interior look well, like with those two? Ridiculous. Well, look what the Eagles did this year. I mean, I wouldn't say they have like, I mean, Hassan Reddick is, is kind of like a star this year, but I wouldn't say they have like a superstar in that D line. They led the league in sacks. I mean, they got Hargrave, they got Cox, they got Brandon Graham, they've got Hassan Reddick. They just have so much depth of solid football players on that line to get to the QB. A lot of that from the interior. I mean, the Bears did something similar with Payne and, and Carter. Both would be super young. I mean, you would have a, a defensive line for the next, you know, five or six years. Yeah, I think if you do that, you're you're looking at drafting an edge guy, which is fine because I think this edge class is also pretty deep. Uh, super deep. And they also already have Gibson and uh, Robinson from last year. And I understand they weren't phenomenal, but you didn't have anything inside. I mean, I like Armand Watts, but he's not – He's a he's a rotational guy, and so is Justin Jones. Both those guys mm-hmm. were were fine for, you know, what we had, and they stood stood out because of the lack of other talent around them. But uh, then you can you know you can look at drafting you know a guy to replace Tre- Travis Gibson ain't gonna cost nothing to cut if you have to. I mean, he's easily replaceable, and Robinson probably is too. And those guys are gonna grow. So, uh, and then you know you add you add an Edmonds in the in the linebacking group if that's possible i mean there's probably plenty of other linebackers and kind of like to to raul's point if you have carter and Payne inside almost any linebacker looks good yeah. behind them you know yes. right um you can have uh oh what's his name um you can have sanborn and even morrow back there um if they if they had one more and kept those two guys i'd be fine with that or tj edwards or oh, T.J. Edwards is a good one. Or Leighton Vanderesh. I mean, I think he. I'm not sure if he was there in Dallas when Eberflus was coaching linebackers, but I love Thank you, Vanderesh. He's a he's a beast. Um, he's not the the best player on the planet, but he's he's good and he's a leader and yeah. Um, and there's some reclamation projects out there like Devin Bush. That guy was awful for the Steelers. <laughs> but anyway. Uh, Luke, what do you, what are your, what's your, is there anybody you want to talk about that we haven't touched on to this point either? Let's, I, I would like to focus on free agency. Is there anybody in free agency that you haven't kind of talked about yet that you really like? I think Jawan Taylor is my big one. I don't think he's been talked, talked enough about in this offensive line class. And that is, that is one guy I would, wouldn't mind the Bears seeing paying someone in free agency, 18 million, if that's what it takes to, to, to bring him in considering his age and, and where he's at in his career. Um, I just think that's a name more people should be talking about. Uh, other than that, 
And I think McGlinchey's the move on the offensive line. And then some of the other guys we named earlier. But uh, I'm, I'm kind of with you guys. I don't know if maybe you draft one lineman, maybe a center. I don't know. But yeah, this I would say you got to fix him. It's kind of shit. Yeah, center's weird, though. I mean, I feel like you can find guys in, like, day end of day two, day three, that'll come in and start and be fine, and they just don't get drafted high because they're center. And they we, just also don't know, we also don't know if Doug Kramer is, was mm-hmm. going to work out, you know? Yeah, exactly, because he got a lot of A lot of people liked him last year. So, um, I mean, there's some, there's some decent um, centers in the free agency class with uh, Lid, Lindstrom and, uh, you know, our boy Sam Mustafer. Uh, <laughs> bring him back. Uh, Ethan Posick, like from the Browns, like Raul mentioned. So there's some, there's some guys out there. Um, yeah, I, I, I think we could get by with another year of Cody and Tevin and Braxton Jones, but I think center and right tackle have to be upgraded. Yeah. Definitely. I think they are going. Center's been long overdue. I, I honestly think. It's probably not going to make a lot of fans happy, but I don't think Poles is going to try and upgrade Braxton Jones. I think he loves that dude. I think he's just going to let him be his left tackle next year. I 100% agree. Yeah, I, I, I think I, I think I said as much a couple weeks ago. Or... And I mean, I'm I'm not totally against it. I, I think he's played better toward the end of the year. So, uh, well, there's going to be growing pains, you know, when you're yeah, a fifth round sure. pick. Any like like we talked about a little bit, I, Joe. I think you might have been out that week, but just the schedule that. Uh, you know, and, and polls talk about this. Yeah, just all football all the time. He never really had a break. Played every snap last year. Didn't have a full off season with a with an NFL program. We could see Braxton Jones take a big leap like next year. And it's not like he was J Web Nation out there just being trucked every which way yeah. and 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 that. So uh, I'm fine with that. You know, you can't like I said, you can't fix everything in one sweep. Right. Yeah, totally. I'm just setting the expectation. I think a lot of people are like, oh, well, if there's someone out there, I, I don't, they might not even consider Orlando Brown for that reason. They might just say, Braxton Jones, our guy right now. We're just rolling with him. So it is what it is. There's worst guys in the line. With, uh, with uh, the connection that Poles has to Kansas City and, and Orlando Brown to see what he really thinks of him. You know, to Raul's point, you know, if, if you don't like Orlando Brown and, you know, you have ties to him, that'll really be telling if they, even look at him more or less. So great. That'd be super interesting. Uh, I like, I like your guy, Lucas um, from the Jags, uh, Juwan Taylor. I think that's a good, uh, good addition. Joe, what about you, man? Any, any free agents that we haven't talked about or positions that we should touch on cornerback or <clears throat> punter long snapper? We <laughs> yeah. We got to make sure we uh, get a new long snapper in there. Get the spir- spiral of snaps nice and tight. No, I think we hit a lot of the, uh, the positions, and, I, and I'm with Raul. I, I really liked his offseason plan, but I, I, I wonder the realistic nature of it. Uh, trading back into the second round to get uh, to get Gibbs or to get a JSN doesn't sound quite as possible. Uh, but, but really, uh, on an outset, on a, hey, this is what we want to do, you may as well lay it out uh, to go big or go home, especially with how much assets – we have this year, but I'm with I'm with Raul in the in the sense that the lines are where it all begins. I was so sick of watching this defense every time you'd run the ball against them, maybe four, five, seven yards, three, four, seven yards. And I mean, of course, you get the occasional tackle for a loss, but really, uh, give it giving up the run so easily this past year, got to get after the line. I don't think Payne. I, I don't think Payne's going to be available. I think he's going to get tagged, and 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 the, and the Washington Commanders are going to keep him. Um, so really, I think Galen Carter is the target up front um, for for us at the defensive tackle position. But for for me, if you like, yes, Saquon Barkley, really sexy name. All these wide receivers that we've that we've talked about, you know, sexy names. But to me, it's just been what it's always been about. The big, nasty, smelly guys up front. We got to get that right. Um, I agree with what you guys are saying about Braxton Jones. I think he probably will be back next year. I think that Ryan Pohl sees that guy. It's like, I found somebody. Give him some time. Uh, but but I think that uh, center has been long, long overdone. Like, we, we've let that position go uh unattended for far too long and, and, and golly you want to help a young quarterback you eliminate the pressure right up the middle 
but so 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 really for me, it's it's getting after the for the the offensive and defensive line, um, and I think you guys and Raul really laid a lot of great stuff out. Oh yeah, man! We are an hour time. and seven into the show. Yeah. Well, Luke, what I want you to do is save all your extra notes that we didn't get to this week because it is a long off season. We'll, we'll talk about next week. Uh, Matt Eberflus giving Justin Fields the team MVP award. Uh, hard knocks as a possibility for the Bears, and we'll continue to uh, follow what's going on in free, free agency. Guys going to retire, trade possibility. Dane Brugler's got 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 some stuff working with his draft classes already. So really, a lot of great things to come on the uh, on the off season talk. For us on the Believe in Monsters podcast, Luke, thanks so much for reaching out to Raul tonight and, and getting him hooked up on the show. That was a lot of fun. Uh, we're going to have a, a fun week. We hope all our listeners have a great week. Krogman, anything else you got for the people? No, nah, man, this was a good one. No, nah, thank you again to Raul Bennington for jumping on. Uh, dude is uh, interesting, very interesting. Uh, love it. <laughs> in, in a great way, in a good way. No, in, a, in an absolutely fantastic way. And like, I, like, like my favorite thing about Raul is he, he has his convictions. He won't be, he won't be pushed off of his, his, peop, his, his lines, you know, his guys or his stances on anything. So, uh, yeah. Uh, go follow Raul, follow uh, the show, follow Lucas and, and Joe and myself. And, uh, yeah, have a great week, everybody. Bear down, Chicago Bears. Make every play clear the way to victory. Bear down, Chicago Bears. Put up a fight with the might so fearlessly. We'll never forget the way you thrilled the nation with your T formation. Bear down, Chicago Bears. And let them know why you're wearing the crown. You're the pride and joy of Illinois, Chicago Bears. Bear down. listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube you know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks that's what our podcast people are the worst brings you with each episode i'm rachel And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.